0: Welcome to SurfCast. This is a bonus episode. Actually, it's a student spotlight with my guest, Cheyenne Coley. Cheyenne is a student at Lee University in the School of Nursing. You're going to enjoy this conversation because we're going to talk about where she was working the night that I met her and she was making a huge impact in the life of somebody else. We'll be right back with this conversation with Cheyenne Coley. guys, welcome back. Cheyenne, welcome to SurfCast. How you doing, kiddo?
1: I'm doing well. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now you are, what year are you in the School of Nursing at Lee? I am a sophomore.
0: Come on. You gonna stick around and come back?
1: That's the plan.
0: (laughs) We hope so, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, All right, so you're from Cleveland, Tennessee, where Lee University is based and SurfCast is recorded, right?
1: Yes, sir, I am. So how
0: long have you been living in Cleveland?
1: I've been living in Cleveland for about ten years. Uh, we moved here from a small town in Kentucky for my dad to take a position as a pastor here. Oh, in okay. Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Okay. So is he still pastoring?
1: Uh, he is a different church, but he is still pastoring. Oh, right. Baptist Church. Yeah. Oh, good deal. Yes,
0: you ma- know, there are are there large towns in Kentucky? I, I don't.
1: Uh, no. There's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Cheyenne, um, tell us a little bit about you. So, why nursing? Why did you choose the nursing program?
1: Well. I always grew up with a really heavy emphasis and just, like I said, my dad was a pastor, always in doing stuff with ministry. So a big burden on my dad's heart specifically was just for homeless and those who are less fortunate and stuff like that. And so I was really just exploring my options, seeing what I could do necessarily to really pursue a career where I knew I wanted to help people Mm -hmm. and make a difference, but also be you know, able to make a living off of it. And so I thought nursing would be a great avenue for that. And second year in, absolutely loving it. Couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah. You know, life is difficult for a lot of folks. And, you know, we are in a, I don't know if we call this a post-pandemic or hopefully a post-pandemic. I don't really know what we call it. But I know (laughs) that, you know, educators and nurses, I mean, they're leaving the profession, man, they're just dropping out daily, it seems like. It's Mm -hmm. so exciting to see somebody with the energy and the excitement to go forward in that. Have you thought about that?
1: Yeah, it was actually kind of crazy because I feel like sometimes the nursing school here, because it's a hard program, but I remember my first nursing class freshman year, I walked in and the first thing the professor said is she was like, look around. And she's like, there's about 150 of you in here and only about 20 of you will make it. And so it's definitely living in the reality of this is a hard career but if you are called to it and you know it's where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. then ultimately you're going to do what it takes to stick it out.
0: Well, that's exciting to, to hear that, you know, that you're still there and that you're going to be able to make it. And, um, man, that, that's cool. All right, Cheyenne, so the real decision for this invitation to bring you on the Student Spotlight is because I met you at a Chick-fil-A one <laughs> afternoon a few <laughs> weeks ago, right?
1: Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> I was enjoying some what most people will call God's chicken. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> God may have created, you know, God created the chicken, so I guess all chickens God's chicken, but it doesn't all taste the same. But on this day, I was um, I was in a little bit of a rush, but when I observed what was happening at the table next to me, I decided to stick around. So let me let me kind of give the image of what happened, and yeah, then let's unpack sure. it if we can. So it looked like it was a very busy afternoon at the Chick Fil A, which I don't know if there's ever a time when there's not a busy afternoon.
1: There's not. There's
0: not. <laughs> And um, you're in management there, correct? Yes, sir, I am. Okay. How long have you been there?
1: I've been there about two years. Oh wow.
0: Okay. So here I am. I'm eating my chicken or my salad, you know, and I'm sitting. I'm like, I'm fixing to ditch out of here. And all of a sudden, this kid, kind of, he's, he's a kid. I guess he was 15 or 16, and he walks into the store, and he saw you, and immediately when he saw you, he came to your table, you know. And all of a sudden, it was I think it was another another employee that was sitting at the table with you, and. A little bit of small talk, and and then all of a sudden, you jumped up, you know, and you gave this kid a hug, and he hugged you back, and it was like, okay, wow, so good to see you. I hadn't seen you in so so long. You, You remember that, right? Yeah, I do. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, okay, this is pretty cool. I mean, here's this kid, you know, and he's coming back to work. And all of a sudden, he looks at you, and he says, well, actually, I'm here to turn in my notice. And what I noticed when he said that, your demeanor didn't change, You did not seem aggravated or frustrated or, are you kidding me, dude? Man, people can't come to work. We're dying for employees, and here you are turning in your resignation. Take me back. What were you feeling at that moment when this kid walks in and he's... He's ready to let it go, and you're like, man, i got to replace him. What am I going to do? Talk to us.
1: So ultimately, I remember that specific afternoon pretty clearly because it was very busy, and I think I was one of the only managers in the store at that time. And so I had actually sat down to take my 30-minute break, but because we were so busy and there was no one else in the store to really – deal with problems that only I could, if that makes sense. Um, I wasn't able to really take a break. So I sat down for a couple minutes, you know, took a couple bites, and that was pretty much it. And so I was sitting there, and I was just giving myself time to breathe and just think for a second. And I remember seeing him come in the door, and he's 16. He actually just turned 16. He's been with us for close to a year. Super sweet kid, just really has a smile that lights up the whole shift. Um, Really good kid wants to do what's right as a hard worker and I remember seeing him and I haven't seen him in a while because we work opposite shifts now and I just remember being excited to catch up with him see what's going on and you know ask him about school and the extracurricular activities he's doing and he came over and was telling me that unfortunately he was gonna be finding another job and of course you know my first reaction was There's barely enough employees here as it is. But but, you didn't
0: show that, Cheyenne. You didn't didn't dog him out for it.
1: And most importantly, too, I tell this to, at least I try to, to all the people that I have the privilege of working with, is Chick-fil-A is a business, and it's a corporation. And when we are on shift, we're there to make the shift run and to run a business. And ultimately, though, at the end of the day, I care more about people than what goes on in the four walls of mm-hmm. the store, and
0: that was obvious.
1: And so, I had always told him, and everyone who had told me that they were moving on is, first, I'm going to be so excited for you because you're entering a new season, new mm-hmm. things, change is good, and just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, too, I was really excited when he said that it was kind of a step up from where yeah, uh, he had been. Promotion, he it said. was. Yeah, it was a promotion, and so I was, I was so proud of him mm-hmm. and just so happy that, even. Like I said, I don't want to put myself on a pedestal, but I just had a small part in being able to see him get to sure. where he wants to go. I,
0: I watched that kid as he pulled this letter out of his pocket. You know, it was a folded up four-way little, little. I think if I get that right, and he pulled that out, or maybe it was folded, I don't remember, but he slid it across the table to you, you know, and he said this. He said, I wanted to give it to you. And I thought, man, what a statement. That here's this kid turning in a resignation but he valued his relationship with you enough that he wanted to make that resignation to you. And then what happened amazed me. You sat back down. You took another couple of minutes towards your minimal three-minute break or whatever (laughs) it was, and I'm sitting there. I'm sure if anybody saw me, I would have looked like the the old weird guy in the room just kind of staring at people, you know, and here I am. And I'm like, "I'm, I'm staying for this. And then he starts walking around, and the other employees saw him. And every one of them, I saw high fives and I saw, you know, these guys were all connecting. And I thought, man, what a culture. Here's this kid turning in his resignation and nobody's like, I'm going to have to pick up your slack, dude. Because it didn't seem like to me that he was giving any slack. I felt like he was really a high level productive employee. Right? He was, yeah. And
1: yeah. he had just turned 16. So he was able to come into the job early. And so he was obviously pretty young when he first came in, but even in the time he was there in just a year, he was able to be trained in multiple different positions Mm -hmm. in the store from the front and the back, was very flexible, and really did hold a reputation with the people there of, you know. And I remember going to the back after he turned in that resignation for me to put in the office and people asking me, like, um, oh, why is he here? And I was like, actually, he's turned in And they were all had the same reaction of, no, we don't yeah. want him to go and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And ultimately, like Chick-fil-A, it can be a rough place to work because it's very fast-paced yeah. and it has a high-level standard. But ultimately, just the relationships that are cultivated in that atmosphere is really what makes the job.
0: So let's unpack this. So I saw a caring heart in you. I saw a trust in him. And I saw celebration in the other employees. What have you learned about yourself now that this is about four or five weeks, if I can remember right, by the time this, this show's aired, it's going to be about four or five weeks since I met you and since we had that encounter. How, how are you different from that experience?
1: I think it really challenged me taking away is you never know what's going on in someone else's shoes, if that makes sense. So yeah, I was upset to see him go, but to... He was nervous mm-hmm. when he came yeah, in there. He he, he didn't want to have to do it. He was afraid of what people were going to say. And for me, I know I'm not old and wise. I'm only 19 years old, but I tried to take myself back to. I would say
0: wise. I wouldn't say old, but you are really wise. <laughs> wise beyond your years, Thank for sure. You.
1: But I tried to take myself back to 15 or 16 year old me and at my first job and knowing that I was going to have to leave and wanted to leave on a good note and have to tell my first manager hey, I'm quitting, and that's scary. And so my first reaction wasn't that. It was, like I said, we barely have enough people to run this place, but I tried to conceal that, and thank goodness I did.
0: You did. I never heard it. (laughs) Well, I didn't see it either.
1: Well, that's great. And so going, going back on it, really thinking about my thought process, I just need to, instead of that being my first initial reaction, instead think, you know what? that was hard for you mm-hmm. and the position and place you're in your life right now. And that's something that I'm proud of you for, and you should be proud of yourself.
0: Cool. So um, obviously it wasn't your first time to celebrate a difficult situation. So you have learned the art of celebration. Where did you learn that? Um. I mean, right now you're smiling, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in this room. This is a video. This is not a video so people can only hear you, but you know, um, Luke and I are in here and we're doing this recording and I mean, you're smiling and there's nobody else to smile to, right? How, how, how have you managed to learn this life and art of celebrating other people?
1: And I know that people say this all the time, but I feel like they really just don't understand how deep the meaning is, mm. is the truest joy in life is really not what you get to experience for yourself. It really is just getting to watch other people do it. Mm. And there's just, and I had to learn that too at Chick-fil-A, is there's a lot of things that get thrown into a situation where it's hard and it's difficult, but ultimately, and it falls to me as my job, to make the best of every situation. Mm-hmm. And two, if I don't celebrate it, who will? Mm-hmm. And so it's just learning about how there really is good mm-hmm. in every single circumstance, no matter how bad it is. There really is something to always be thankful for, and ultimately, it's just a choice, and I would much rather live my life being happy in a horrible situation than being sad in it.
0: You know, a lot of people want to balance life. I think that's a, it's a farce in many ways. I don't really think you can balance. You know, I remember um, as a kid on the balance beam or the seesaw or whatever we called that, you know, it's like you know, at some point it's going up, and I understand the whole imagery of scales, you know, and they bring kind of a balance, but Mm -hmm. I I don't think balance in in, in the human relationship business is really that easy to do, right? I think there's more of an idea of managing and how do you manage because choices is really the issue and not so much balance. So so what's your advice for your peers? What's your advice um, not from your age but from your experience and your wisdom, and you have plenty of that beyond (laughs) your age, what is your advice for your peers, for those who are high schoolers that are getting ready to go to college? Um I don't know, just general advice for people on on how they can can manage the busyness that you seem to be doing so well and then keep the quality of learning and also teaching
1: in mm-hmm. that
0: process. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's actually really interesting that you mentioned balance because this is something that I learned at Lee was, it was in my freshman gateway class. I Mm -hmm. don't know if you know Professor Minitolo. Yeah. Um, He's in the, yes, Um, he was my gateway professor. And I'll never forget halfway through the semester, we were talking about keeping like a balanced lifestyle. Yeah. And he said this, and it really is what I've tried to model my life after, was, he's like, if you're going to try and live a balanced life, you can forget it. Good. He's like, balance isn't what keeps people sane balance isn't what gets jobs done. He's like, live a centered life, not a oh, balanced nice. one. And so he used, cause he's a physics professor. And yeah. so of course he used a physics analogy and he talked about some force mm-hmm. and how ultimately if you keep something in the center, everything is going to be gravitated or pulled towards it in the same amount in the direction it needs to be. Mm-hmm. He's like, according to how heavy something is, it will have a different pull. Mm. but just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. And so that's something that, It was simple, but I thought I could apply to. Instead of just trying to live a balanced life of making everything so black and white, just live a centered one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, keep something at your center that you're working towards, whether that's a spiritual relationship with God or whether that's a goal that you set in your career. Mm -hmm. Keep something at the center and ultimately just have everything gravitate and pull towards that. And at the end of the day, everything will fall where it should.
0: Well, it's obvious from listening to you and observing you in the Chick-fil-A setting and, you know, recognizing your patience with us on trying to get this particular episode scheduled. You obviously have a relationship with God at the center of your life. Talk about that. How 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 do you do that? How do you keep God center when, man, that takes time and time's fading pretty quick?
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes, too, is people can necessarily go through things and have experiences in life that will either push you closer or push you farther. And ultimately the choice is up to you. Mm -hmm. And so no one's lived a perfect life. And I bet if we sit down and ask everyone about all the trial and heartache they've had, we would truly be amazed. And ultimately there came a point in my life where I realized, hey, this isn't gonna get any easier. (laughs) Life is only gonna get more complicated from here and harder. But ultimately, I just have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And I had seen what it was like when other people didn't make God the mm-hmm. center. And unfortunately, I had seen how it didn't work. And by the Lord's grace, I just, I didn't wanna do that. Good. And so I made a choice of God is gonna be my center mm-hmm. and our relationship is going to be what pulls everything towards. Awesome. And. I'm not perfect by any means, and so I definitely fail. But keeping that as the center, things will fall where they should be. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. And there are definitely times where I want to make other things the center, and life gets busy. And I want to go from that centered life to a balanced one. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just has a way of getting your attention and saying, hey, I'm the center. Keep me the center. And so it's all through his faithfulness and his grace that – Somehow, I'm keeping it together. Apparently, I am. Sometimes, I don't think I am, but so.
0: Okay, so a couple of uh, bonus questions for this bonus episode, (laughs) all right? What do you do for fun? You seem incredibly busy, but what do you do to refuel yourself? To refuel yourself.
1: Yeah, so I do have a pretty busy lifestyle, but to refuel myself, I, I love to spend time outside. So, whether that's just going on a hike or, you know taking a dog on a walk or even watching movies, something like that. Mm -hmm. Spending time with people and necessarily being creative in ways that doesn't necessarily mean Paint on a canvas. You right. can be creative in tons of other, other different ways. Right. And so I love to take pictures. Um, I have a photography account on Instagram that I love oh, yeah. to do. Oh, so it? It's actually called Coley Collective, so okay. put that little tag in Let's there. Let's spell that,
0: C-O-L-E-Y-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E-S. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Is it plural S or singular?
1: Just Col- singular.
0: Okay, Coley Collective on Instagram. Yep, so. We'll put that in the uh, show notes. Yeah. So you take pictures of of, uh, waterfalls or trees? No, mostly
1: just people. Okay. Yeah, so just love spending time with people, and I kind of use that as an outlet in a ministry to get to be able to know people well and just be creative.
0: Aside from a um, textbook that most of us would try to steer away from, um, what have you enjoyed reading lately, um, or what have you read lately? uh, A favorite book in the last six months or so since you're reading school books right now, but have you yeah. done any, any reading, any book you recommend for your group?
1: Um, I have lightly. It's kind of more, I guess you could say, geared towards a female audience, but there is this one book. It's called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. Oh, uh, Lisa Turson. Yes, yeah. for sure. And Fantastic. she's one of my favorite authors, okay. and I have been recently, actually just finished it up, and it's incredible. Highly recommend anything that's by her is truly going to, feed your spirit. So. Maybe
0: we should um, get Lisa Tursic to be a uh, guest on our show and you could co-host with me. That would be fun.
1: Hey, now, that would that'd be great. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> now, we know that um, the place you work is the favorite food for most people in the world, at least <laughs> a lot of folks. What's your favorite food?
1: Just in general? In general. Oh, pasta. For pasta. Sure. For sure. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Make an unhealthy amount of pasta every week. <laughs> My roommate can attest for that. Yeah. So what's your favorite sauce for the pasta? Probably the white sauce. Yeah, like the, the alcohol sauce. sauce
0: so. so do you claim yourself to be a good cook? Not at all. Not at all.
1: Nope.
0: So you have to depend on somebody else to make the pasta.
1: Let's just say I learned how to make pasta by microwave mac and cheese. There you go. So
0: all right, greatest bonus secret of the day if you can tell it, because it probably has something to do um, with, you know, corporate creds, right? Oh no. Um Every once in a while, I see this little Instagram post from Chick-fil-A about some you know, favorite mixture of soft drinks or whatever that you can put together that mm-hmm. is not normally on the menu, right? Is there a secret item that Chick-fil-A does oh, that goodness. a customer can come up and say, hey, I want this? Is there something out there that's allowable to share on the episode?
1: So uh, depending on what store location you go to, unfortunately, yep. the... Chick-fil-A's in Cleveland won't allow you to do this, but some yeah. will. Yep. Um, but I don't know if you've like heard of like the frosted lemonade drink. I have. So, my wife loves it. We can, we have the ability to. We don't, but we can frost any type of beverage we oh, want. Nice. And so, my personal favorite—please don't tell my boss. Hopefully, well, he, doesn't, me to this. hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully, he doesn't hear this. <laughs> is we're going to promote um, this to Chick-fil-A corporate. Oh goodness! Maybe. Is to make a frosted Dr. Pepper. Okay. And so it's just kind of like. Uh, a, Dr. Pepper float, um, okay. but like I said, don't come asking for it because I don't I won't know what you're talking about. My hands are it. clean. <laughs> so
0: Chick-fil-A here in town, Cleveland, Tennessee, there's two locations, and, <laughs> and I know folks at both of those. We're going to ask them to uh, start putting out, uh, we'll call it the uh, Coley choice. And okay. We'll see what they say. We'll
1: see if my boss goes for it.
0: <laughs> I'm serious, Cheyenne. This has been a wonderful joy to have you on the show and to listen to you and recognize that Sometimes if we just stop and observe, we'll learn some of the most valuable lessons in life. And that day you taught me to celebrate others, even though it might make it difficult for you in a world where plenty of people seem to be uninterested in advancing and developing and working. um, This kid was interested in, you know, excelling himself and you celebrated that and cheered that on, even though. It put a vacancy and a difficulty for you guys, right? So thank you for doing that. I think you represent our Lord incredibly well. I think you represent Chick-fil-A with high honors and they would be crazy to do anything other than put out the Coley choice <laughs> and uh, for that frosted drink. And then also I want to thank you for representing, you know, Lee University School of Nursing and Lee in general, because we need more students like you that will rise up and say, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I know I'm called to do. And I'm not going to rely on my gifts. I'm going to actually sharpen my skills to be excellent in my work. And you you demonstrate that, and we can hear that in your chatter, and we're thankful for that. Last closing mm. thoughts before we go today. Anything?
1: Nothing. I mean, kind of ironically, instead of saying thank you, I just want to say it's my pleasure. So yeah, <laughs> Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, with that, we'll say it's our pleasure to offer SurfCast to you guys. We're thankful for you joining us. Please take a moment, rate us, and uh, help us move on up the charts. And uh, we'll catch you next time. And thank you, Cheyenne, for joining us. Have a great day.
1: Thanks for tuning in to SurfCast with Dr. William Lamb. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at SurfCast to stay updated on special guests and future episodes.